And as we think about that this morning, I'm going to have us look briefly at um, this passage from Philippians, Philippians 3, verses 4 to 14. And you can follow it along um, in your, uh, on the screen, because I'm going to be reading from the contemporary English version. I think it'll be a little easier for everyone to, to understand. So I'm going to um, read uh, Philippians 3, 4 to 14, and you can follow along on the screen. The Apostle Paul says this. He says, Others may brag about themselves, but I have more reason to brag than anyone else. I was circumcised when I was eight days old, and I am from the nation of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin. I am a true Hebrew. As a Pharisee, I strictly obeyed the law of Moses, and I was so eager that I even made trouble for the church. I did everything the law demands in order to please God. But Christ has shown me that that what I once thought was valuable is worthless. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I have given up everything else and count it all as garbage. All I want is Christ and to know that I belong to him. I could not make myself acceptable to God by obeying the law of Moses. God accepted me simply because of my faith in Christ. All I want is to know Christ and the power that raised him to life. I want to suffer and die as he did, so that somehow I also may be raised to life. I have not yet reached my goal, and I am not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. My friends, I don't feel that I have already arrived, but I forget what is behind in a struggle for what is ahead. I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize that God offers because of what Christ Jesus has done. I don't know if your family you know, is into making resolutions for the new year or whether you individually are into making resolutions for the year, new year. If, if you are, you know, great. If you're not, you know, that's fine. But I'd like us to just reflect on this passage this morning because as we enter a new year, Paul reminds us what's important what's most important, I should say, and what we should be pursuing in life. And so this morning, I'm going to go over these verses very quickly and give you four reasons why we should pursue hard after God this upcoming year. And so first, we should pursue hard after Christ because he is what's important. You know, when you think of what the world uh, thinks is important or what they uphold, you know, you can think of, like, Athletes like LeBron James, I think he just won the MVP uh, of the uh, MVP athlete of the year, and you know he's won multiple NBA championships. You can think of, you know, singers like you know Taylor Swift or you know like one a group like One Direction that sold like millions of albums and have millions of fans around the world and make millions of dollars. Or you can think of someone like Bill Gates, you know, who you know just made tons of money and has changed the world through Microsoft. And, you know, it may seem strange, but back in biblical times, back in the time that Paul was writing this letter, a lot of the religious leaders were actually considered celebrities. You know, that's why Paul says in verse 4, he says, if anyone wants to brag about themselves, I have lots to brag about. And then he goes on to list all the, you know, his background and all his accomplishments. You know, Paul could have been maybe considered a celebrity if he was living in our times. 
But then he says in verse 7, Even though I thought these things were valuable, I know now that they're worthless. I'll gladly give up all these things that I may know Christ. It doesn't matter whether I was the MVP of the NBA or whether I sell millions of albums or make millions of dollars. It's not about work or school. It's not about our GPA or our achievements or our job titles. Paul says they mean nothing compared to Christ. When he says he wants to know Christ, you know, understand too, it's not just the head knowledge that he's talking about. What he says is he wants to experience more and more of Christ working in his life. He wants to see that God is working inside of him and know that through this he's growing closer to Christ. So is Christ what's most important in your life? The second reason we should pursue hard after Christ is because it shows that we are actually followers of Christ. In verses 8 to 9, in the NIV it says, I consider all things garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. You see, Paul's saying here is that he wants to pursue God so that he may know God more. But then he adds, it's not because of my own efforts that I want to know God. It's and this is what he meant by not having a righteousness by, on my own. He says he wants to achieve this through a righteousness that comes through faith. That is, it comes from God because of Paul's faith in him. You see the difference? If Paul just tries hard on his own to achieve this thing, these things under his own power, then it may not mean that God is working in his life. But if he achieves these things through faith in God, it means that God is working in his life. And if God is working in his life to accomplish these things, then it confirms that he is indeed a follower of Jesus Christ. He is a child of God. Paul expresses a similar truth in 1 Corinthians 15 when he says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So once again, the fact that Jesus was working in him confirms he is a follower of Jesus Christ. And that's why he pursued Christ hard through faith in Christ, to show that he was a follower of Jesus Christ. The third reason we must pursue hard after God is because we're not all there yet. You know, back in, um, when the book of Philippians was written, there were some false teachers going around claiming that you, know, you could achieve spiritual perfection, that if you obeyed the law, if you were circumcised, you did this and that, you could reach a perfect state. But Paul seeks to correct this notion. In verse 12, he says, I have not yet reached my goal. I am not perfect. In verse 13, I don't feel I have already arrived. See, Paul knows that he could never achieve spiritual perfection in this lifetime. It's something we should always strive for, but until Christ comes again, we'll never obtain it. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't work for it. And so Paul tells us to strive for it. I press on towards the goal because I am not there yet. So we pursue God because we're not there yet. And finally, we should pursue harder after Christ because Christ has pursued us. 
In verse 12, Paul writes, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. What Paul is saying here is that he goes hard after Christ because Christ has saved him through the sacrifice of himself. And he continues to work in Paul to make Paul become more like God. Paul explains this well in the previous chapter. In chapter 2, in verses 13, 12 to 13, he tells his readers to continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in us. It is God who has pursued us, who continues to work in us in order to act, in order to fulfill this good purpose. So God has called us, he saved us, and he continues to work in us so that we can pursue more of him. Once again, you know, it's not us, but it's God working in us. So very briefly, these are four reasons why Paul tells us we should pursue hard after God this upcoming year. Because Jesus is what's most important, because in doing so it shows that we are actually followers of Jesus Christ, because we're not all there yet, and because Christ has pursued hard after us. And so as we enter a new year, you know, what will we do in our lives to pursue hard after God? You know, the imagery Paul uses in this passage when he says, I press on to take hold of these things. He, he, the imagery is actually of a person that's like, like just training really hard. It's like he's like sweating and straining and like, you know, lifting all he can. You know, but I realize that for many of you, that may not be the right place to start. You know, if you don't really pray during the week, you're not going to all of a sudden start praying 30 minutes every day. You know, but what could be a small step that you could take to pursue after God this upcoming year? In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul co- compares the Christian life to a runner running a race. And, you know, I'm not a runner. I am actually pretty slow. Uh, I don't run fast. I admire all of you who like do 5Ks and 10Ks and can run marathons because I don't think I can run two, blo- <clears throat> two blocks. In the past, when I used to go exercise, I used to just go work out on the weight machines because I wanted to get stronger, but I didn't do any of the cardio machines. I never stepped on a treadmill. I never went on the bike or anything because I didn't think that was that important. So I'm really slow, and I can't like run that far. But you know, I'm learning the importance of doing more cardio work, so I'm starting to add a little more to my routine. Now, I probably will never be able to run a marathon in my life, but I'm slowly improving, you know, and I'm just taking small steps to, like, stay on the treadmill a little while before I, you know, end my exercise or, you know, start off riding the bike for a little while before I move on to the weight machines. You know, and so it is with our spiritual walk. You know, one step forward, even a small step, can make a difference. We grow in our relationship with God by spending time with Him in His Word, by spending time with them through prayer, by doing service, by being involved in community, and through, <clears throat> and through doing outreach, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and evangelism. So what, <clears throat> so what is one step that you can take this year to pursue after Christ, to grow in your relationship with God? Like I said, you know, if you never read the Bible during the week, if you only open your Bible on Sundays, 
You're probably not going to spend 20 minutes every day reading the Bible. But how about 10 minutes? Maybe two or three times a week. You know, what about setting aside 10 minutes four times a week to pray? You know, just even small steps can make a difference. And so right now, we're going to have just a, a short time of response. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you some time for reflection, and I'd like you either individually or corporately to spend some time with God and think about what he would like you to do in 2014 to take a step forward. If you're here with your family and, and your children of our age, of, are of age, you know, speak with them, talk to them about, like, what can we do as a family to grow closer to God this year? You know, maybe you can set aside one day, one evening a week to spend some time reading the Bible together or praying together. Maybe you can get involved in a service activity together. If you came as a couple, you know, talk to each other about what can we do as a couple to grow in our relationship with Christ. What would God have us do? Maybe spend more time in prayer together. Maybe read the word together. Maybe go out and try to build relationships with our neighbors so we can share with them about Christ. If you came as an individual, you know, how might God be calling you to pursue more of him this year? You know, maybe he's challenging you to step out of your comfort zone to build a relationship with an unbeliever. Maybe he's calling you to spend more time in prayer or in the word or getting involved in more service this year. You know, I'm not sure what God might be telling you to do, but God knows what he wants you to do, and he can tell you. So, you know, just spend a few moments. We're just going to have some you know, instrumental music playing. You know, talk with you, your family if, if you're all here and, and, you can, and it's practical to do so. Talk with the person you came with if you're a couple. And if you're an individual, just talk with God. You know, spend these next few moments just discussing and thinking and praying about what step you can do, one small step even, to move forward in your relationship with God in 2014. So we'll spend some time to reflect and then we'll sing a song of response and then we'll close in prayer.